up, everybody? Welcome back to the JK No Dobbin Show. Um, your host here, uh, Josh, uh, coming at you here for this uh, week six recap of the uh, Baltimore Ravens versus the Los Angeles Chargers. With me uh, again uh, is uh, Mr. Quasey here. How you doing, man? What's up, man? How you doing? It's a uh, great, great team victory this week, man. Great team victory. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So, uh, you know, of course, uh, last week we were talking about that, um, you know, how it was going to look coming from uh, com- coming after the Colts game and, um, you know, kind of some of the things that we needed to see improve on uh, both the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Uh, I mean, what, what, what was your thoughts? How do you feel? Uh, how do you think they did? Um, honestly, the offense was, was a bit was a bit. Well, I wouldn't even say the offense. Lamar didn't have his best game, but this was the game for the rest of the team to step up, and they did, and we got the job done, man. I mean, um, you know, he had 167 passing yards through all four quarters, two picks, um, which I guess you could say has been – One of them wasn't his fault. Very true, very true, Um, but still very uncharacteristic um, between, you know, through the first four games at least, or through through the first five games, sorry, and – I mean, like I said, the team, you know, stepped back, stepped up, and uh, he didn't have to put the, the, his cape on this week, you know, with any last-second heroics or you know pulling his, pulling the team back from you know a blowout loss. So, um, like I said, great team win. Uh, as far as the offense, you know, we, we did pretty well. Um, I think uh, we did a great job of uh, controlling the clock, which going into this game with uh, LA being such a pass-heavy team. Um, definitely, you know, played in our favor. Um, I think a stat that I pulled from it for, for the offense, um, every scoring drive that we had outside of the field goals uh, were four minutes or more. So, I mean, we scored, what was that, one, two, three, four, five, four touchdowns, right? So each of those possessions were four more minutes. Um, so right. that's minimum a quarter of the game that we were, we have on offense. So, I mean, it, it, it uh, really looked well and uh, definitely helped the defense stay fresh. Uh, whereas on the other side, I felt like the Chargers just were gassed, man. They were, they were gassed. Yeah, I, uh, you know, so I'm looking back at my notes from last week's show. And uh, basically, you know, I wrote down here that Ravens couldn't get off to the start that they did um, against the Colts in week five. Obviously, that didn't happen. And uh, the big key that I wrote down here on my on my notepad was this battle was going to be uh, this game was going to be won in the trenches. There, offensive lines really going to have to control the point of attack, and uh, the Ravens were going to have to run the ball. And I that that obviously happened. You know, uh, numerous plays you can see uh, offensive line is reestablishing the line of scrimmage. You know, through three or four yards upfield, and the running backs are getting four or five, six yards before they're getting any contact. You know, especially you know on the uh, Latavius Murray touchdown there in the first quarter. I mean, he ran. He was in the end zone before anybody ever touched him. So that was obviously a uh, a huge uh, key. You know, for me, um, for lack of a better word, uh, for them to for them to win this ball game, and that obviously happened. Uh, you know, to your point, I think it was very important for the Ravens to win this way. Um, you know, looking down the stat line, nobody pops off the page offensively or defensively, but there's a lot of names in the box score. 
you know, which is really promising to see. Uh, it's not all just Lamar Jackson, you know, accounting for 98% of the offense. Yeah, very reassuring that the rest of the team has woke up and the rest of the team has arrived. And, uh, I mean, that takes the load off of Lamar, man. I mean, that essentially lightens his burden. And, uh, I mean, like I said, I, I'm sure he appreciates that. I mean, he would never probably talk down on his teammates when lose or draw. But I know for him that was a huge sigh of relief. Um, like you said, everyone – you know, had their name called this week. Uh, Russian, you know, Devontae Freeman scored, and he had 53 yards. Uh, Latavius Mary had a touchdown. Even Le'Veon Bell had a touchdown. I mean, you, right. you, yeah. you, you know how I feel about Le'Veon. So, <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do. So, I know I mean, how you feel about Le'Veon. I mean, and then on the receiving side, we were passing the ball around, man. I mean, Miles Boykin had a reception. Devin Duvernay had right. three. Um, Rashad Bateman had six. Oh, I'm sorry, four receptions well, yeah, on, six, on targets. six targets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, Hollywood did his thing with on, what, five targets and four receptions. Mark Andrews had a tutty and, and five receptions as well. So, yep. I mean, yep. like I said, everyone got to touch the ball this week, which felt good. I mean. Yeah, and and I want I, while, while we're talking about the passing game, I kind of want to um, bring up a point here. You know, Rashad Bateman, uh, four receptions, each one of them went for a first down, um, mm-hmm. which I thought was key. Now, I, I haven't d- dug into it enough to know how many was were on third down, how many of a tar- excuse me, how many of his targets were on third down. Mm-hmm. Um, but he obviously made the most out of his out of his opportunities. You know, and I, I actually watched the presser today. John Harbaugh said, you know, it wasn't really in the game plan for him to get as much action as he did um but he made the most of his opportunities he ended up having 45 snaps 45 offensive snaps which i think was like five less than marquise brown uh who who led the team uh, at least in the wide receiver group anyway mm-hmm. um so I, I i thought you know this entire season the ravens have had to find ways to win obviously they didn't get the job done week one 37 seconds away from being six and oh right now uh Week two, splash play on defense, Lamar in the clutch, you know, a fourth and one, getting the first down to walk off uh, Kansas City there. Um, a Some late game heroics there in Detroit, which I, th- I think a lot of people kind of hung their hat on, you know, coming off of an emotional win at home on the road in Detroit, and you need a 66-yard field goal to win that game. <laughs> and then I really think – uh, the Denver game, they they kind of found some rhythm in the passing game, mm-hmm. and uh, coming back, battling back last week against the Colts, obviously that that's put no game has been the same for them, and I think that's really important for this team that has a lot of injuries on both sides of the football. Um, this to me feels like the Seattle win in uh, 2019, where they. They, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson waves the the field goal team off the off the and, and field. Gives He's them. like, I I want I want to I want to go for this. They yeah. end up scoring a touchdown. And then they took the league by storm that that year. So I think, to me, it almost feels reminiscent of that. What it was just a great it was a great team victory. But going back to the Rashad Bateman thing, I, I want to know what you think of his of his first uh game what, what did you I mean, think of his performance how did you think he was running routes and wh- how do you think he looked he's definitely uh, as far as our route runners and with him still being a novice essentially being a rookie up there as far as route running it's it's i mean hollywood has come a very long way i, I will not knock him on that but still his routes aren't as crisp as they could be as a you know what three-year starter at this point or two-year starter um so it's like 
I mean, I, I think Bateman, like I said, has come a long way or, you know, from being injured, one, and then two, um, just coming off and kind of making a splash in his first game. Um, I still – I'm not going to say I'm not sold on him, but I, I'm, I'm interested to see how he'll fit in the scheme with – uh, Sammy Watkins back in the lineup and you know how they move personnel around because someone's going to get bumped out I know Prochet you know didn't have the touches we wanted him to have DuVernay they worked him in the ball with the with the with the uh, uh, jet sweeps or whatever I mean they were finding ways to get DuVernay the ball um, James, Prochet, James Prochet had one target so I mean it's kind of like you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm interested to see where they've you know, fit Rashad Bateman into this this whole lineup because on the flip side, I know everyone gave Hollywood so much flack during that Detroit game for as many drops he had, and he even had a drop uh, this last game against uh, the Chargers. But um, he's still on pace to have a uh, Pro Bowl season with yardage and touchdowns. yeah, for sure. So I mean, like I said, I'm just interested to see, and and I think the Florida boy connection between him him and Lamar will outlast. Bateman's ability if he can't stay healthy, if if you want my honest opinion. But um, I guess short story, yeah, I think he did pretty well in his first outing, to be honest with you. Um, I'm still not 100% invested yet. Uh, I'd love to see a little bit more out of him and also like to see what he can do with Sammy Watkins in the lineup. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I thought, uh, you know, coming off of his you – know, coming into his first appearance, I, I thought his – Route running looked pretty polished. Um, one of the biggest things, and I alluded to this last week, but I think one of the biggest things that I've seen from the Ravens passing game this this year is not only Lamar looks more confident in the pocket, um, but receivers are recognizing what type of coverage is out there and breaking off routes and sitting down in soft spots and zones. Because obviously with a with a dynamic dual threat quarterback like Lamar Jackson, teams are going to have to play a lot of zone. Mm-hmm. If they play man, he'll carve them up on the ground all day. Um, so I, I noticed, you know, Rashad Bateman coming up, he spins around, shows Lamar his numbers, and he kind of sidesteps to find that soft spot, spot in the zone, and then Lamar even throws him into it. I thought that it was a good first indicator of, of how it was going to go. But again, I mean, the offensive game plan for Rashad Bateman was for him to not have as much playing time as he did, but he just made the most of his of his play, so they got him into the rotation a little bit more. So I think that's promising. You know, I mean, he missed training camp. Um, and what he's injury? been practicing, he's been practicing a little bit, but don't forget Lamar's missed practice, at least one practice each of the last three weeks. So I don't know how much chemistry is really going on there that they're developing right now. And I think Lamar is still going to rely on Marquise Brown and, uh, Mark Andrews there. But I, I, I mean, I think it's, uh, I think it's going to be dangerous. I think this Baltimore Ravens team is, is going to shock a lot of people here coming down the stretch. You know, we've proved that you're going to have to sell out to stop the run. And if you do that, we're going to throw it all over the park. And if you play the pass, we're going to gash you with the run. You know, the Chargers came into this game with the worst rushing defense, defense. in the league. And and now that was what you and I were talking about all last week. You know, mm-hmm. in the preview from last week was – 
we, we got to control the point of attack. We got to control the line of scrimmage and, and get our running backs moving. And this run game is very complicated. And I think it's taken a little bit of time for Freeman and Murray and Bell to, to get up to speed with it. Um, I think they get better every week as, 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 you know, as we progress through the season here. But I, I mean, this was just, this was just a team win. And it's, it's great that from a Ravens fan perspective, obviously, um, to see the team be able to win in this fashion, uh, not needing Lamar Jackson to be 98% of the office offense is really refreshing. Yeah. I mean, uh, sorry, fix my mic there. Um, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I think again, um, you know, the, the development of Rashad Bateman is an ongoing project. I, I'm um, excited to see what you know where he fits in with the offense and where he fits in with the scheme, especially with Watkins back, um, with uh, Lamar also trying to get his main targets, which are, of course, Hollywood and, and uh, Mark Andrews the ball. So, right. Um, but, yeah. So if you if you had to give if you had to give your game ball to any one player or any one group for uh, offensively wh- where would you put that offensively correct yeah mm, I'd probably have to go with the running backs they they did their thing um, I would go close second to the offensive line but they did give up a couple sacks um, but we were moving the ball and we were controlling the clock as well yeah I. I for me, it's it's definitely the offensive line. I think a lot of those sacks were on Lamar. Um, he holds the ball incredibly too long, and it's one of the most frustrating things I've, I've I've ever watched. But he had plenty of time to either throw the ball away or scramble, get out of the pocket. Um, you know, he he's 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 holding the ball incredibly too long. Still, um, I don't know what that is, the coverage, or he's indecisive, or, or, or whatever it is. But I think that's certainly something that they need to work on with him. You can only expect the offensive line to hold your, hold their blocks for so long. So I, I, I think a lot of that is also on Lamar. But I definitely agree. Um, the running backs, this was a good game for them. And I think it's it's a great building block for them to move forward through the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. I think combined right. combined between uh, Freeman, Murray, and Bell, they had twenty seven carries or twenty seven, yeah, twenty seven carries. Um, and like I said, between Bell, Bell and Murray, it's I'm sorry, Freeman and Murray it was pretty much even. Uh, Murray had forty four yards in the touchdown. Freeman had fifty three yards in the scampering uh, for a touchdown. Bell had eighteen yards, and then uh, of course the the one yard score. So right, right. Yeah, I mean, definitely a complete game from from the entire team offensively. It was a uh, it was definitely a pleasure to see. Uh, moving moving in here into the second quarter, though, I wanted to um, my favorite I wanted segment. To, <laughs> I wanted to, I want to talk about the defense. You know, flip the field a little bit here and talk about the defense. And uh, you know, if I just had to sum it up in one word, dominance. It was a the first high-class, dominant performance that we've seen from the Baltimore Ravens defense all season, and it really makes you excited to watch the rest of the games. Yeah, man. Um, so the I gave you the, the stat line about the offense. On every scoring drive outside of field goals, having it be more than four minutes or longer. On the flip side, for the Chargers, their scoring drives 
or all their drives, none of them except for the last two in the fourth quarter were over four minutes. So that kind of just shows you the three and outs we've been having. The the we had what one, two, three turnovers on downs. Um, I mean the, the fourth quarter one really wouldn't count that, but still, um, you know, two to three turnovers and downs. And then, I mean, really the only score we gave up was the easiest score after Lamar threw the pick right back on our side of the field. So yeah, th- uh, this game should have absolutely been a shutout. Coulda, 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 shoulda, woulda. It wasn't, but still, the Ravens did their thing. The defense did their thing. The pass rush was getting there. I felt like Herbert just didn't have time, man. We we were making him sweat the whole game. Which um, I'm not gonna say he's not mobile. I mean, he's a younger guy. He can you know rush? I mean, he rushed for I think 12 yards or something like that. Um, but I think the pressure just kept getting to him. And uh, you don't have to say pressure break, burst, burst pipes. Sorry. Um, so, I mean, like I said, on the defensive end, um, we also were getting turnovers. So, um, that's one of the biggest things. I mean, he had an interception there uh, by Joker in his return. He had a sack and an interception. Now, I'm waiting for you to ask who gets the game ball on that side. But, I mean, he's my early favorite right now. But, um, yeah, the defense did a great job of, uh, you know, shutting down a high-powered offense. Yeah, it was uh, It was a dominant performance. Um <laughs> From from the very beginning of the game, you know, even even them guys like first first third down that the Chargers faced, we didn't bring any pressure. It was a three man rush. They picked that up. Now was the last time I think they really did that. Um, Justin Herbert is a great quarterback. Um, I do think drops played a huge role in their lack of offensive success. I mean, they they only had two hundred and eight total yards. Mm-hmm. That that's uncommon for that defense, or for excuse me, for that offense. Granted, the Baltimore Ravens defense had a hell of a game. I you can't take anything away from them, but I still think that if they were to line them up again, it would it would be a little bit closer than thirty four to six um, with two hundred and eight total yards. But I think Wink did a lot of creative things with the rush that um, he wasn't used to seeing. Uh, wasn't you know, Baltimore's pressure packages are very different than any other team in the league, as we know. So I think that really played a role into confusing a young quarterback that's never seen it before. Because keep in mind, Kansas City, we didn't blitz much. Nope. Uh, you know, in Detroit, maybe a little bit. Like we, we haven't been blitzing as much this season as Wink likes to do. And when I say blitzing, like we're not playing a lot of cover zero and sending 11 people after you. Oh yeah, so I mean, he he's realizing our personnel is not the same. Slash, even with the folks that that are still here from the previous years, um, you know we've gotten exposed playing that cover zero quite a bit, especially in the short game and the screen game. Which I'm surprised, you know. I mean, the Chargers threw a few tight end screens there, but they didn't throw enough screens for me. Honestly, that's that's our Achilles heel. We talked yeah, about this. Yeah, I agree. Time. That's that's how you that's how you gash the Ravens. That's for sure. Yeah, and hurry up offense. Screens right. and hurry up offense. Our, our linebackers tend to overcommit because they're going so fast, trying to make a play and run right out of the, run themselves right out of the play. So, I got I got two two points that I want to want to bring up. First, um, Josh Bynes coming in and playing next to Malik Harrison and Patrick Queen, kind of rotating him out or rotating those two guys out to play with Josh Bynes. I thought really helped 
both of them, both Patrick Queen and Malik Harrison, to have that kind of veteran presence at the, in the inside linebacker, you know, center of the field there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, do, what do you think about that? How do, how do you think Josh Bynes looked, uh, you know, with and, – and what do you think he did with, the, you know, his uh, – or how do you think he did, excuse me, with the playing time that he got? He capitalized, man. He had three tackles, three assists. I mean – I think he got in the game, made the best of the situation. I mean, you know, preseason he got reverted to the practice squad, so. Um, well, he wasn't on the team. Or what on the team? I'm sorry, but he wasn't. I think he was in Jacksonville on the practice squad in Jacksonville, and then and the then Ravens we signed, went, signed him off of their practice squad. Yeah, and then they called him up uh, just before the season started, or maybe the second or third game. Um, but even still, like I said, he made the best of the situation. His situation. I mean. <laughs> I'm not saying he put Patrick Queen on notice or, or uh, Malik, but, no, I, but definitely that's a good not. spell. That's a good spell for either one of them. Um, honestly, I think he's a better cover line, cover linebacker than uh, you know Patty Queen is. Patty Queen's just faster. That's just what it is. Well, I think that's the problem, and you kind of alluded to this while we were texting during the game yesterday that Patrick Queen is a hundred miles an hour all the time and I think he runs himself out of place Mm -hmm. because he's just so fast and he's his decision making of you know of of where to be and and where to be able to play and, and and make the tackle is is not quite developed yet it will certainly get there but of course his rookie season he had no training camp or or preseason I thought he looked outstanding in the preseason this year but it's not translated over into the regular season much but I thought he had a pretty good game and I I I credit a lot of that to Josh Bynes I think putting a veteran presence in the inside linebacking core with him that he can kind of rely on um in the game is a big help for him um I think both Malik Harrison and Patrick Queen are learning on the fly so Mm -hmm. they miss a lot of stuff and having that veteran there to help them out is 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 only gonna and that and that to your point, uh, that's what L J Fort was supposed to do. You know, yep. I don't think it was anything. I don't think it was any shock that L J Fort was gonna eventually start getting phased out. Malik Harrison was gonna take over those snaps, but it wasn't this year. Um, I thought they would look a little better than they have, but you know, they went out and got it. They, they addressed it. I you know, obviously, you trust Baltimore to tr- to shore up the defensive side of the ball and they certainly did for this game so moving moving into it the the second phase of my question here what do you think about the safety group how do you how do you think having joker back really really oh, helped man. out this defense they they balled out man i'm not gonna lie i mean jimmy still looked lost back there a couple of times he had a, a breakup in the end zone um that i had to give him his props on um i think i believe he was against uh, keenan allen but uh it i mean <laughs> I don't know, honestly, like when we're back to full strength, you know, I, I don't think he'll have a job with us. I, I love Jimmy Smith. I've been a Jimmy Smith fan since he came into the league and, you know, started with us. But um, I, I don't know. I feel like he's uh, great in the run support, but we have three other guys that can do the same exact thing that are younger and a little less expensive. So Yeah, but, you know, I think – I, I agree, and I want I want you to finish your point about about Deshaun Elliott, but I, I I do want to say this real quick. I think if there's room for him, if they can make it work money wise, it would be great to have him for a depth guy. Yeah, I mean because uh, we be... we 
we seem to start the start the year with fifty corners and end with signing dudes off the street. So <laughs> it's very true. Um, but like I said, he probably had to take another pay cut. Which I mean, he's been here since the since the start of his career. So yeah, I don't, I don't think, think that he, would be a problem for a guy like that. Yeah, but nah, I, mean, I mean, Brandon Brandon Carr played with us for three or four seasons, and when they brought him back, he he had no problem. Like people. Defensive guys, defensive backs, like they like coming to Baltimore and playing for for the Ravens. So I I don't see Jimmy Smith having that kind of problem. Yeah. Um. But I mean, back to Deshaun Elliott, man. I he got my game ball before you even ask. He got my game ball, man, because the dude came. Oh, on. I I totally agree. One pick, one sack, played everywhere, like lined up literally everywhere, um, and just was wreaking havoc on the field, man. Like, um. I think Justin Herbert looked him off a couple times, and the one time he didn't look him off, he, he made him pay for it. Um, again, he got his the, a sack, which essentially wasn't the coverage sack because he, he got in there the first, what, two seconds after the ball was not. I think it was just the pressure. I don't think it was a cover zero sack either. I, I just think they uh, did a, a really good they, uh, they were They were they were all over. Yeah, Justin Herbert wasn't even looking to that side of the field. Yeah. They – brought pressure from the right and dropped from the left. And, I mean, Justin Herbert got to the top of his drop and Deer Deshaun the Elliott was right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, he did great. And um, he had three tackles as well. Uh, I believe that was second. Uh, or, or I guess tied for second with a couple of other guys. But just in the mix, a guy that we love to see and love to – and we truly missed on the defensive end. I mean – you said we struggled, or we we noted that we struggled earlier in the season, and uh, you know, with him being in and then out and then back in, we definitely could feel the difference. Another guy I want to talk about is Anthony Averett. He didn't get right. used this week, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, he definitely had a great bounce back game. But listen, you know, you and I talked about that again last week. You know, we didn't think that. Listen, Anthony Averett is not a bad corner. You know, yeah. he's highly praised in Baltimore. Wink Martindale said he's got all pro talent, you know, and I don't know if I would go that far, but he is certainly a talented guy. And, you know, he was on he was on the Chargers radar this week. And I think he stepped up to the plate. I don't have his stats sitting in front of me. I don't know what he gave up or how many times he was targeted or whatever, but you know, just the the eye test from watching the game. Yeah, he had a couple PBUs. You know, uh, I, I thought it it looked a whole hell of a lot better than it did last week, and that was my thing, man. Like this entire season, you and I have been screaming for 2019 Ravens football. Run the run the ball. Be physical at the point of the te- point of attack. Be physical on defense. Stop playing with 10, 12 yards of cushion on these receivers. Get up, jam some people at the line, disrupt some of this timing on these routes. Like, you can't touch the receivers downfield at all. So get your hands on them when you can, when it's legal for you to do it. And they, they all last week, all last week for the Colts game, playing 10, 12 yards of coverage. And I, I really think that, and, and you actually brought this point to uh, point up during the podcast last week, and I watched for it this week, that I, I really think that Deshaun Elliott was the – X factor there. I don't think that they trust their over-the-top coverage because Jimmy Smith and Chuck Clark were obviously not on the same page or they don't play complimentary football. It did not look good. So they needed the cornerbacks to give some cushion to keep the lid on the de- on the offense. 
Yep. Um, that was not the case yesterday. They were playing press. They were playing physical. They were jamming receivers at the line. Of course, Justin Herbert on the two fourth uh, fourth down try, uh, conversions, he decides to throw to Marlon Humphrey's side of the field, which that's obviously <laughs> ill advised. I don't I don't understand why that was even. Well, no, no, no. The other side of that is also Marlon Humphrey. Humphrey for the most part was shadowing Keenan Allen, or I'm sorry, Mike Williams, the most physical receiver. I mean, which we saw against Indianapolis, Anthony Averett is nowhere near as physical. As some of the league's receivers and, and the Colts guys, you couldn't even name anyone on their on the, in their receiving core aside from right T.Y. Agreed. Hilton, and he's he hasn't played and in he like was two years. Yeah, he, so, yeah, he was out. Yeah, yep. Um, it's like I mean, Mike Williams, I will say was shut down. I mean, <laughs> I'm a fantasy owner, and uh, I don't think he got over th- three points in my league. So, and that was all with Marlon shadowing him and following him wherever he went. And then on the opposite side, you know. Uh, Keenan Allen would move around within the slot and then play number two. Um, so I really credit Tay Young and then also our safety help, man. I mean, I'm not saying Anthony Ewer didn't do anything because he, you know, he had five tackles, one assist. Um, so he was great in the run support. But as far as coverage, um, I, again, I don't have his stats in front of me as far as, you know, uh, targets and whatnot. But I mean, I think the rest of the team stepped up and definitely the personnel being the way it should have been and the way they wanted it to be with having Joker back in the lineup, definitely, um, you know, lent to the fact that he wasn't getting used this week. <laughs> I'd say that. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. I I mean, it was just refreshing for me to see. Like I said, I, I said it at the, at the beginning. I, I thought this, I think this is going to be a catalyst moving forward for this, for this team. I think it was a huge confidence building win. Um, they've now won as a team. They've won with Lamar carrying them. They've won throwing the ball. They've won coming from behind. They've won with splash plays on defense. We're six weeks into the season, and every way that you can think to win football games, the Ravens have won won them that way. And coming down the stretch, that's what's important, being able to win these games with with the with the deck stacked against you you know obviously from the injury front it's just it it was I I said it last week this the 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 motto of this team so far this year has been resiliency and it was it was quite uh quite a joy to watch what they were able to accomplish on Sunday yeah man it uh I mean again great team win and um you know hopefully we keep the momentum going into going into Bengals week Going into Bengals week, that's right. A division, a division opponent uh, that's um, playing playing pretty well, playing better than than they have before or have recently. So, um, you know, Joe Burrow's kind of out here doing his thing. So, you want to you want to know Anthony Averett's true test? It'll be uh, Mr. Chase here on the other side of the field because I guarantee he's going to be lined up against him. We, yeah, we, I agree. We'll we'll get we'll get into that into the into the final segment there. But uh, first, I want to jump into some around the AFC from the action that we saw yesterday. Obviously, we're recording this on Monday. Uh, the Bills are playing right now. I don't have any idea what the score is currently at this time. But uh, Bills twelve are, seven twelve seven Bills Mafia. All right, twelve seven Bills Mafia. Okay, so uh, you know. The the rest of the uh, the the AFC action coming around. Um, I thought I picked the Chargers to actually win the AFC West. Um, I am still going to stick with that. Um, uh, 
I think that the Chiefs are awful. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think I think defensively, they're turning the ball over. They're 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 second to last in the league. They're damn near tied with Jacksonville at plus or minus ten turnover differential. Um, they're going to lose to good teams. Uh, they don't punt the ball. Um, obviously, the offense is good enough to either score points or get them into field goal range. It's very difficult to stop their offense. They keep beating themselves, giving the ball away. But their defense is just atrocious. I mean, they they had Washington made that a game for the first half. Now, of course, Patrick Mahomes came out and did Patrick Mahomes things. And I, I was going to say, and, I, I wouldn't put that all in on Washington's defense being bad, one, because they have a pretty good, decent defense. But Pat Mahomes came out and threw, what, two picks in the first half? In the first half, yeah. But that's my point. That's my point. That's my point, though, is, you know, you throw two picks, throw two picks against the Bills again or throw two picks against the Chargers. Hell, they've already done that. They threw two picks. They turned the ball over four times against Chargers and lost that game in Arrowhead. Now now they have to travel to the Chargers. I I just don't think that that – Chiefs defense is a is a playoff defense. Now, obviously, it's overshadowed overshadowed by the stellar play that they have at the quarterback position and on offense. I just I don't I don't trust that defense. They're giving up too many yards. I mean, it they're you know everybody is circling them on their on their schedule. You know, we have to beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs have been the pinnacle. Of the a of AFC competition for four years now, so everybody wants to beat the Chiefs. It's not going to be an easy show for them. Any, and I mean they've lost, uh, they've lost. Was it three of their last five? And the two teams that they've played were NFC East teams, and the Eagles made that a game until they decided to not cover Tyreek Hill running over the middle of the field wide open like he was the only guy in the stadium. So <laughs> I think. Um, I don't. I'm not going to change my playoff picture at all. Um, I think Bills are going to win the AFC East. Chargers are going to win the AFC West. The Ravens are going to win the AFC North. I'm going to pick the Titans still to win the AFC South. Although the Colts did pick up a win uh, yesterday over the Texans, I just think the Colts have dug themselves too much of a hole. And I think the Browns and the Chiefs are going to be your wild card teams. However. The Browns have got a lot of things to figure out. I they got dog walked yesterday by Arizona and Baker Mayfield. I think that left shoulder injury is a lot more serious than a lot of people are alluding to. And I understand that they're banged up and, and he's trying to make the most of it and try to try to get out there and play for his team. But I mean, a lot. I mean, the, the, I, what, what they got the one. Like what's the factor, answer at this point? Give it a Baker. What do you mean? <laughs> That's the well, how how picture. how can you do that though? I mean, if you're if you're if you're Kevin Stefanski or the Cleveland Browns, you know, you spent a first round draft pick on this kid. You have built a fortress around him for him to succeed. Now, I I totally understand. Maybe that's a conversation that they have moving forward. Um, you know, he's coming into his. I think he's in the last year of his rookie deal. So it's either I don't know. I guess he got drafted up in twenty eighteen. Yeah, I guess he got drafted in 2018, right? So, yeah. um, they can pick up his fifth year option and he can play next year. But eventually, are you going to pay this kid or not? Because when they do, you know, the price of quarterback nowadays is 28 to 30 million, 28 on the low end. I think Baker is going to 
be right around 30, 32, 35. It always seems that the Browns make dumb decisions with their quarterbacks. And then when they can't pay everybody that they have that makes Baker successful, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, that offensive line, uh, Miles Garrett, and Jadavian Clowney, OBJ, who he needs to go now. Yeah, uh, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, and David Njoku. They've got the best roster top to bottom, but they have no depth. The Ravens have 15 people on IR, and they're 5-1. and one. And this is why I'm telling you. And, 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 sorry, I don't mean, I, no, I want ahead, you to go ahead. put a pin in that. But the Ravens also lost their entire running back room, and they're the top of the league in rushing. Now, I guess you can make the argument that it's a little bit different because the Ravens lost their running back room before the season and the Browns have lost their running back room within the last two weeks. But if you're supposed to be dominant top tier in rushing, you would have thought that, you know, you're, it, it doesn't really matter who's back there. I, I don't want to compare J.K. Dobbins to Nick Chubb. I don't think he's quite there yet, although I do think J.K. Dobbins can be a mm-hmm. caliber like Nick Chubb, um, but I, I watched that game yesterday against Arizona, and there was just nothing spectacular that I saw from Baker, from the offensive line, from the defense. Their secondary is awful. I don't understand why they went out and signed Jadavian Clowney. They need help in the secondary. They need help from their linebackers. Your pass rush doesn't matter when I can throw the ball in under three seconds and gash you for 15 yards of play. Yeah, I I don't know. I think, again, going back to the whole question you posed at the beginning of this, what's the deciding factor? Who's the deciding factor? And I'm telling you who it is. It's Baker at the helm. Like you said, they are the they have the best roster on paper, and, and for cap space for that for that matter, I mean that you can probably put together in football today, and they aren't winning. They're middle of the pack, three and three right now, one and two uh, away, and then two and one at home. Yeah, but so. but my question is, how do you fix it? You know, the Steelers. Looking at the Steelers again, you Look know, the, they should have told, and, and I, I want to kind of relate the two. Two teams. They should have told Ben, hey, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. That quarter, that draft that they picked up Najee Harrison was loaded, loaded with quarterback talent. Loaded. And now, what's your contingency plan? Dwayne Haskins? Mason Rudolph? Like, what are you going to do? I, 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 are you gonna are you gonna put all your chips into the into the Aaron Rodgers basket? Hopefully he leaves Green Bay and comes and comes and works with you. I don't think that's gonna happen. What is? How are you going to fix this if you're Cleveland or if you're Pittsburgh? You are in one cap, very very dire cap situations. Pittsburgh definitely is, and you don't have a contingency plan at at the quarterback position. You know. I still think the Browns are a 10, maybe 11-win team this year. So they're drafting at the end of the first round. You know, even if you do the the two or three good quarterbacks right now in, in, in college that are going to be coming out, they're not going to last until 26, 27 when you're picking. What are you going to do? How are you going to fix it? Of course you trade up, but I, I don't think – so, again, I can talk from a, a fan's point of view. I don't think people are 
awoke yet about uh baker and you know him not arriving it's it's, it's kind of like i i told you so but because i've never been i've never bought into the baker hype i mean you know even when yeah in college, I, I, I don't right yeah it, it just never was a fan not necessarily of, just of his play but just the guy just comes off comes off another story for another time but yeah I again agree. um Definitely just, I, I wasn't sold, and he's not, it's not translating well. Again, Cleveland has surrounded him with some of the best pieces in the league. A fortress. A fortress. And he's middle of the pack. Granted, I mean, the teams they've played so far, I mean, they've had the Texans, of course, they had the Bears, Vikings, who they beat, the Chargers, who they lost to, and then the Cards this week. Cards are the best team in the league right now. No fans are butts, but it's still, I mean, they didn't look like they were. They could even, you know, be on the same field with the Cardinals. Like a JV team versus a varsity team. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I still got the Bills as the best team in the league right now. But I don't, I don't, I think, I think that's a good, you know, either way. If you go AFC, NFC, top of the AFC is the Bills. Top of the NFC is the is the Cardinals, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, I. I don't know. It just the the OBJ thing's not working out. Maybe you go try to do something with that, but they they got to figure out something quick, fast, and in a hurry, because there's still a lot of season left out here. They're sitting at three and three. You know, everybody thought they were going to take the AFC North by storm. You and I were talking about this uh, before the season started. I still said, listen, you you got to tell me. You're telling me that for the Browns to win the AFC North, they have to beat the. Ravens twice. That means Baker Mayfield is going to have to go toe to toe with Lamar Jackson and beat him twice. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. You, I just I can't see Baker Mayfield beating Lamar Jackson twice in the same season, and especially not with his his, his two starting running backs out. No, definitely not. I mean, yeah, that, which the Kareem Hunt injury yesterday. I don't know if you watch that game, but the Kareem Hunt injury yesterday. I mean, it looks serious. They they said it wasn't an an Achilles thing, but if you're a running back and you have a calf strain, look at look at uh, Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram had a calf strain at the end of the 2019 season. Didn't play in week uh, 17 in the 2019 season. Had the first round by. Still wasn't 100% the next week when we played the Titans. And then still had calf injury problems the next season. Like, those are serious injuries that plague you for a long time. I don't nope. I don't see how they're going to be able to correct that ship right away. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't... I don't think I think it's going to be pretty much. Um, I, I I don't know if I want to say you know, cakewalk or or you know the Ravens are going to take the AFC North by storm. You know, obvious obviously you know me well enough to know that I'm a little bit more on the conservative side of things. Um, <laughs> I still think the Ravens have a lot of up and down. Yesterday was obviously a great indicator of things to come if they can continue to do. Uh, and play the way that they did on in all three phases. They're gonna they're gonna beat they're gonna beat any team they line up against. But that's the thing is, can you do it every week? Consistency, staying consistent with right, that. Right. It also translates to people not getting hurt, which you can't right. control that. But, yeah, you can't control um, that either. You know, that, I mean, because again, we've seen what the lineup looks like with uh, Deshaun Elliott in it, and we've seen it without him. We've seen that our defense struggle. We've seen our offense struggle, I won't say this week, but just not play as high as caliber uh, as they have in the previous games. 
uh, with only scoring 300 or uh, having only 327 total yards of offense. So, I mean, still great performance like we were talked about. Um, but what, what are some of your other takes from the AFC? Uh, Pittsburgh, uh, I'll keep it in the division. You know, I, I didn't think, you know, I, I thought you know the Raiders played. I think the Broncos are who we thought they are. Uh, you know, the Dolphins suck. The Jets, <laughs> the Jets had a bye. I thought the Patriots played well-ish. Uh, the that was that's that game for me was more of the Cowboys trying to lose it than the Patriots outplaying the Cowboys. Yeah, uh, Jaguars are still zero and twenty on American soil. Um, so I, I don't really think the, I think the only other story was last night, uh, Steelers needing pretty much all of overtime to beat the Geno Smith led Seattle Seahawks with the, I think statistically worst defense in the league. Either it's either them or Kansas city. Um, and I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is just old. Uh, I, they're yeah. they're 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 in an, in a bad way. Although now two weeks in a row they've established something on the on the ground, and I think that that'll be good for them to move forward. Yeah, that's um, promising. That's promising with Najee Harris, but I, I I still don't think. I mean, I'm I'm looking at this team, and obviously you can't be 500 anymore in this in this NFL with 17 games. But I, I think we're looking at the first losing season that Mike Tomlin's ever gonna have. I just don't think that that game last night on Sunday Night Football is as good as the Pittsburgh Steelers can play. If you go back and look at all of their games this season, they're putting up right around 320-330 yards a game. That is how they are going to play on offense, especially with Juju Smith out. They're getting a little bit of a semblance of a running game, but it's dink and dunk. Uh Ben is not throwing the ball downfield as much as he used to, certainly not as accurately as he used to. He can't move. He's beat up and old. I, I really think that the Steelers should have told Ben at the end of last year, hey, thanks, but we we got to go. We, we got to move on here. Like, I appreciate you wanting to come back for and give her, give her one more go. But yeah, we, got, uh, we, got, we got a coaching spot for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we gotta we gotta we gotta move on. You know what I mean? It's time, especially with the draft of the quarterback talent that they had. I don't see how they fix this. I think it's going to be tough and tough in Pittsburgh for a while. You see them taking for you know at this point in the season, or you think that either they you know go out and still try to win these games and uh, try to make a playoff push? No, or I, like that? I think I think I think Ben still gives them the best chance to win. Um, that's not God, saying much. I was that's tough to listen to as that's a Ravens fan. That's not saying fan. much. <laughs> you know, I, I do. I, I think I think Ben still gives them the best chance to win. Who who else do you have? Dewey Haskins? Like you're you're gonna throw him out there? You didn't <laughs> cut it in Washington, dude. You're not gonna cut it here. Yeah. Okay. Um, so so uh, let's uh, let's talk game week next week, or uh, I guess I yeah guess yeah. Let's, week. let's let's I jump the gun earlier. Let's move it in here to the final quarter. Uh, you know, obviously, Baltimore's got uh, Cincinnati coming to town next week. Um, what What do you think, man? How do you think Cincinnati looks so far? Oh, man. Cincinnati is going to be our, our true test um, with our uh, defense this week. Um, you know, they like to do a lot of uh, screen games with Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is just a phenomenal back in general, but 
Um, he's definitely used in the short game, which is where we always fall short. Um, and we've talked about it because our linebackers like to over pursue and can't really cover, to be quite honest. They're, they are definitely run support linebackers. Um, and so it's really going to be a, a test for us. Their receiving core is pretty good, too. Like I said, uh, this is going to be Anthony Averett's uh, follow-up test or Quizlet test. Here we go uh, this week um, because I know they're not going to they're not going to allow him to just roam. Um, right now, he's making the, a pretty – he, as in uh, Jamar Chase, is making a pretty solid case for rookie of the year um, or offensive rookie of the year. So, um, you know, it's it's scary. It's scary to watch because, you know, in the preseason, he had all the all the talks around him about not being able to adjust to <laughs> the NFL ball, and everyone was like, are you guys serious? You went out and drafted this guy with your first pick? And him and Burrow have been lightening up ever since. So, yeah, I, um, your, your point is well taken. Um, I am going to respectfully disagree. Uh, right now the Bengals have played Steelers, Jaguars, Packers, Lions, and sorry, uh, the Vikings and the Bears, um, now they lost to the Bears and the Packers. They played the Packers tough. But I still think the offensive line for Cincinnati is really working on getting Joe Burrow murdered. Um, <laughs> they're absolutely going. The only thing I think that the Bengals are going to be able to do is try to gash us with the screen. Um, now, early in the Chargers game, uh, Chuck Clark blew up the one wide receiver screen on like a third and three, third and short mm-hmm. that they did try to run. Brought pressure. Chuck Clark sniffed it out, blew that play up. Great play. Um, I I think this is going to be uh, time for the defensive line to eat. Um, I think Joe Burrow is going to have a tough day. When he played the Ravens last year, it's still the worst passing day that Joe Burrow has had in his career. And he didn't play them the second time. He's only played the Ravens once. And yeah, you just hurt. saw what happened with Justin Herbert last week. I don't think this is not, you know, you know Zach Taylor's not overly familiar with the Ravens. I think Wink Martindale is going to have a great way to confuse Justin uh, Joe Burrow just like he did Justin Herbert. Yes, I agree. Anthony Averett's going to have to be stout. Uh, Jamar Chase is, is not to be messing around with. Tyler Boyd, uh, Joe Mixon is a great back. They're going to have to play their game. They're going to have to play a good defensive game. Obviously, it's an NFL team. You know, those guys over on the other sideline drive the fancy cars too. Uh, they get paid to play this game as well. But I think that this is uh, it's a hostile environment for the Bengals to come in. And, and you know, they're four and two, and they've they've beat some teams. They've played they've played some people. They've played every game competitive. Um, you know, the, the, the Packers overtime loss, and if they could buy a field goal from their kicker, they dog walked the lions, but it's the lions. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm just making the statement that one, I don't think these, this is the same. Remember this time last year when we played them, the Bengals were 0 and 8, uh, oh, I'm sorry, 2019, they were 0 and 8. So, I well, mean, no, I agree. I, I mean, yeah, it's not the same. I mean, they, they got they, Joe. Joe Burrow is 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 good, 
but they're not. I mean, they're they're still a bottom half of the league team, despite what their record still, says. Still a young developing team. Yeah, they don't they don't have an offensive line. They don't. But on the other side, they have offensive weapons that. Again, we've been getting exposed by that's great receivers. That's great. Fast receivers. That's playing great. Our zone and cover zero. So that's great. Yeah, I, I completely agree. They have offensive weapons. They have the things in place now to be a factor in if they can fix the offensive line. But this is not the game where they're going to fix the offensive line. Okay. Um, so what are your? Well, hold on. Before I get that, get there. Can, you mind if I play a clip real quick? Um, of a flashback from 2019. Yeah, sure, play it. All right, go ahead. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Broke my man's ankles. <laughs> Lost it. Yeah, lost it watching that play in in real time. <laughs> I had to bring it back one more time. But, yeah, uh, I, 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 that Lamar Jackson. Not saying I, like, I want him to go back there because that Lamar Jackson could not pass anywhere near as good as this one. No, uh, or as this version of himself. But uh, again, I, I'm excited to see this game. Um, I think again, Cincinnati, like you said, they're young. They're still a little bit wet behind the ears. Um, but hey, man, any given Sunday, I'm not predicting us to lose by any means, but. Um, I think we should be on notice and just kind of watch out for them, especially with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow coming yeah, in kind of hot. Yes, I, I agree. I don't think that – I mean, you can't overlook any team in this league. I completely agree with you. Um, you know, it's it's a professional football team at the end of the day. They're coming in with a uh, – with they've only allowed 543 yards rushing on the season. That's 90 yards a game. They're allowing uh, 240 through the air, uh, 1,443 yards passing on the season. They're averaging uh, on defense uh, only 331 yards a game, which is uh, which is good for for eighth. Um, so they got they got a higher ranked defense than the than the Ravens right now. But again, they haven't played the Chiefs. They haven't played they haven't played the. Uh, you know the, the Raiders and the and the Chargers and you know the you know the 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 Ravens have played so, and, and granted you know they've definitely had a lot of rough weeks out there defensively um, but I, I I told I told you man I think this is a um, I think this win over over the Chargers yesterday really is going to light a fire underneath this Ravens team. And I think we're going to get uh, – I, I think you've got a different team from this point at the you know this juncture in the season moving forward. I really do. To me, this feels like the Seattle win back in 2019, going into Seattle and, and beating Russell Wilson. Um, yeah, it definitely I, put the league on notice with, with the win like that. I agree. Very convincing win. Um, and, again, we didn't need Superman to put his – Put his costume on to get the dub. So and and that's uh, my thing is like I, I just we know he can do it. it. It just it seems like it's a switch that he's got to flip, you know, and and he can and he can take over a game and just do 
you know, Lamar things, things that only Lamar Jackson can do. Yeah, man, um, it's weird because it's like he's literally out there having fun and everyone else is just trying to keep up, <laughs> which is the scary part. When he's when he gets serious and he locks in, we've seen what he can do, when, you know, against Detroit, obviously, and then against Indianapolis. So, I mean, um, I hope it never has to get back to that point. But, you know, if he does, we have the confidence that he can do it and make it happen nowadays. Yeah, I agree. So let's get into some score prediction. We we got for this weekend. Oh man, for Cincy, um, of course. I told you I would never bet against us. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh, I guess on the higher end. I know they have a, a better, I guess, ranked defense than us. But uh, again, that outing last week it just just really proved a point. And again, Lamar didn't play the, his best brand of football. Um, I got us thirty-one twenty-one. Uh, I think I'm going to go a little bit more lopsided on this one. I think I'm going to go 35-14 Ravens. I just don't think I don't be, I don't believe in the Bengals right now. Uh, I do think that they're going to they they can have some offensive success doing certain things, um, mainly in the screen game. I don't think it's going to be a great game on the ground for Joe Mixon. Now he is coming into the game as one of the best rushers in the league, individual rushers in the league. I don't have his stats in front of me uh, right now. I'm trying he, to get he's them sitting here. sitting at 480 yards right now. Yeah. Um, which is actually uh, – that's actually behind Lamar Jackson even. So, uh, I'm pretty sure. No, it's it's. I'm sorry. That's, it's, it's, that's good for fourth. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, so – I just, like I said, I don't think that the Baltimore Ravens defense is going to be the game that they're going to figure it out. I think the pass rush is going to be overwhelming, um, both from a just physicality standpoint and a schematic scheme kind of standpoint. Um, They're going to bring a lot of different pressures that Joe Burrow's not seen thus far in his young career. I certainly think that it's a team that you cannot overlook but I think this is going to be one pretty handedly for for the Baltimore Ravens here. Um, I think we 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 play exactly like we did uh, last week, um, or excuse me, yesterday against the Chargers, trying to run the ball, play physical on both sides of the ball, um, more of a balanced attack. I think this is going to be another team win, um, and. We'll see what happens with some of the injuries that we did sustain. You know, obviously Latavius Murray left that game. Bradley Bozeman got banged up a bit. Patrick Queen got banged up a bit. Um, we'll see what happens with those guys throughout the week. Um, but we we left pretty much unscathed out of out of out of, uh, out of the game on Sunday. I think that's going to translate over into this this following Sunday. I just I I I don't know. I feel pretty confident about this game uh, for for Cincinnati or excuse me. The game against Cincinnati for the Ravens, I just don't think that um, Joe Burrow is going to have a lot of success. I think uh, I think this is going to be a, a welcome to the NFL game for Jamar Chase, and uh, I, th- I think the Ravens are going to handle it pretty well. I'm uh, I'm uh, hoping that your predictions right. I'm a little uh, I don't want to say hesitant or reluctant. It's just. Uh, it's a, 35 it's a, points is a lot of points. I mean that that is like um, 35 points is is a lot to put up on any team. But I'm I, I, I'm telling you, man, I think 
I think the Ravens have found a different gear. I really yeah. do. I really it's do. A, it's, it's a division game, or uh, yeah, division game this week. So, um, you know, the stakes a little bit higher. I don't know how they'll come out. You know, shooting uh, as far as Cincy. I'm hoping we come out the gun. You know, doing what we do best, which is keep the ball on the ground and then uh, passing when necessary, and getting the ball in the end zone on our first possession. I mean, controlling the clock will definitely be. A deciding factor of us winning the game because uh, I mean, again, since he has weapons on the offensive side, aside from their line kind of being shoddy, um, so they can make plays, and that's the last thing we need Definitely. for a team to come out. I mean, we see you know happen with with Indianapolis. So again, we were just counting them out, and Carson Wentz came up and you know was ready to put us count us out, but Lamar put his cape on again. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm still pretty solid with my prediction of 31-21. Um, Again, hoping for the best, um, and then uh, you know, hoping we we can lock down <laughs> Jamar Chase. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I, I think um, you know, for me, I, I don't know who else the. We said the same thing about uh, the Chargers coming into this game. You know, Austin Eckler getting involved in the in the passing game was going to be a thing. Can't allow Keenan Allen to get off. Uh, you know, you can't allow him to get hot early and have a big game. Mike Williams, like to me, the Chargers have a lot more weapons than the Bengals do, and they have a better offensive line than the Bengals do. And you saw what pressure did to Justin Herbert. I think it's going to be more of the same this this week. Um, I do think that uh, the Chargers' lack of being able to make a play uh, certainly crushed them as well as the Ravens playing stifling defense and playing very well on both sides of the football. Um, but you you like to say this all the time, pressure burst pipes. Joe Burrow is a young quarterback. Wink Martindale is going to – Gonna go send right the, at him. Send the pressure. I think he's gonna him. go right at him, and I don't think Joe Burrow and that offensive line are gonna be up to. I I really think that they're gonna have to use Joe Mixon a lot in pass protection. Otherwise, they're gonna get their quarterback killed. Um, Justin Houston is only half a sack away from the hundred sack club. You know he's gonna come out hungry. Uh, you know everybody else is gonna try to get get him to that mark. Um, I just. I don't see it being a fun day for the Bengals in Baltimore on Sunday. But we'll see. We'll see. We will, sir. Well, uh, I think that does it. Am I, yeah, am I right yeah, that? yeah. I think uh, I think that's gonna that's gonna do it for the uh, for this 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 here uh, week week six episode of the J.K. No Dobbin Show. If you guys stuck around for this long, I really appreciate it. You know, uh, if if you like if you like the show here, try to drop us a drop us a review here. Um, you know, and uh, if you don't have anything else there, Mr. Quasey, I think we'll talk to you next week. We will talk next week, man. Uh, and, again, if you uh, want to follow us on social, uh, my, my, I guess my Twitter handle is at Rabdo. That's R-J-B-D-E-O-E. And uh, I t- you know, talk Ravens football on there as well. Yep, mine is also uh, on Twitter. Uh, gosh, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I completely forgot that I had made a Twitter. <laughs> I'm I'm getting old, man. I I keep I forget these things. But mine is at Jaybone the Great. Uh, Quasi and I are always talking Ravens football on there, um, trying to spark up the conversation here about the flock. Um, so feel free to follow us and jump in, join the conversation. Um, if you want to hear us talk about anything on the podcast, uh, leave a comment, you know, send a message, whatever. We'll, we'll definitely do what we can to, uh, to answer some questions if you guys have any. 
Um, that being said, we'll talk to you next week there, sir. All right, talk to you later. All right, man. Have a good night. <laughs>